Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. Welcome back to another episode of the Survivor Now podcast. I'm your host, Josh Verlin. Don't worry, Randy's just taking a week off. He will be back. I got you for this week. Joined, as always, by Will and Abe. Guys, second episode, Survivor Season 44. Great episode tonight. We'll start with you. How are we feeling? Feeling good. I always love Survivor. So... (laughs) That's why we're here. A- Abe, what, any early thoughts on the episode we're about to discuss tonight? Man, look here. I'd like to give a shout out to season 41, 42, and 43 for, for building us up to what we got in this episode two of season 44. I mean, it's way better than what they started with. So I like the fact that they've learned from what they saw in these first previous seasons and they've actually put some stuff to work. I'm all about that birdcage. Oh, yeah. Definitely love that. All right, let's get into it. As you mentioned, Randy is not here this week. Randy, we miss you. Can't wait to have you back on the podcast. Uh, so I'm taking the reins this week, which is great because I've done absolutely zero preparation for it. <laughs> uh, was just at a terrific watch party downtown here in Philadelphia with Bryce and Wendell. Shout out to those guys. They run the best events around. If you got a Bryce and Wendell party coming to your town, absolutely go hit it up. It's where I met Abe and Randy and through them have met Will and that's why we're all here tonight so uh second episode of this season and Abe like you said it seems like seasons 41 42 and 43 were the producers figuring this new era out a little bit and it seems like in 44 at least so far uh it seems like they they figured things out and it's clicking early here I think the players have figured out how they want to play the game earlier we didn't see this much action in seasons previous so you have the birdcage, I think, which is a center centerpiece of these first two episodes because it adds a dimension of just mystery of what it is. Also, it's just anxiety. How do we find this key? And then we get a chance to see the players that actually find the key and execute. Did they do it the right way in the survival world? Uh, we'll let Will speak on that. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's sorry. No, no, it's definitely it. It is definitely kicking off with a lot of speed, and I like the way the fact that the players have come to play the game. Will we've now seen yeah. this bird? I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast that you've watched both episodes of, of season 44 so far. Will I we've haven't. now seen? Well, that's a problem. We've now seen the bird cage be found by all three tribes, right? We've seen Brandon mm-hmm. found it. Uh, we've seen Caroline find it. We've seen Danny find it. All three of them handled it differently. Your thoughts on how that's gone so far, and if you were out there, how do you think you would have handled it? So, yeah, I think it's really interesting how how the three people all handle it differently. Like, we see um, Brandon, he exposed it right to the tribe saying, hey, I found it. Here's what I have. We have Carolyn just completely spiral out of control. Um, and she's like, do I hide it? Hit it unsuccessfully. Or tribe finds out, which caused a whirlwind of problems. And somehow, I don't think anyone suspected Carolyn of having the actual idol. And then we see uh, Danny find it, put it back. No one suspects anything, right? Um, In terms of how I would play it, 
Uh, I feel like no matter what I say, Abe's going to be like, now let me tell you something. That's wrong. Let me tell you something. I think, honestly, if it was up to me, I might have just thrown the key into the ocean, right? Because assuming that there's only one key available, right? And assuming that no one else found the key, I'm able to just have the power and remove it from everyone else, right? It would cause no suspicion whatsoever, no paranoia, right? Because eventually people would just be like, you know why why search for this key if no one found it or it'll cause people searching for just the key and nothing else right either way i think just disposing of the key is a smart play rather than just holding on to the key <laughs> like take, well, take it mean, home with a souvenir <laughs> right <laughs> well you could but at the same time too then you have to worry about oh you know what if someone digs to my stuff finds the key you know, I think by just completely getting rid of the key is is a smart play. And I just want to point out, it's not the most unreasonable thing, right? Because we saw Parvati do it back in, uh, what season was it? Micronesia by not finding the idol when she was on Exile Island and just leaving it there, even though it was a free idol, right? So I think, I think there's a little bit more play you could have by disposing of the key or throwing the key into the ocean. That I think the producers would want, but Abe, your thoughts on on Will's terrible idea? What is my terrible idea? Look, I, you know, you you people want to take stuff from Survivor all the time. I'm taking that key with me, but I probably wouldn't get the key. I probably would go in there. I would take out the immunity idol and the note because the note tells you that the other one is fake. I would put the, I would rehide the key and let somebody else find it. I, I'll just let them say, "Hey, look, I found it." Hey, there's no note, but I know it's got to be an idol and let somebody else have that pressure. Caroline just was a little too, she was a little too happy because she didn't close the bag back right. She had it. Then she was like, I didn't close the cage back. But I think Danny, out of everybody, has played it correctly. He found mm -hmm. it. He put it back. And now he's kind of like going along and they said, hey, I'm not even worrying about it right now. But I think in the previous episode, we saw where it was used and it saved, hey, it got you another night. Got you another night on the island. Got you another competition. So there, there are plenty of ways how you can play this. But I definitely like the way Danny got it, put it back, closed the cage. Okay, so I was, this is one of the downsides of watching it live at the watch parties. You don't really get to like rewind and, oh. you know, there's, there's, there's calamity going around you. So did Danny, Danny obviously did a better job of like closing the bag. Did he leave oh, yeah, yeah. the better. idols in the bag? Carolyn obviously took them out. She she was Caroline, sorry, was displaying them and she left the bag open. Did Danny leave anything in the bag or did they not make that clear? What they he left the fake, I believe. And they didn't notice the bag was open. The cage didn't look disturbed when Danny did it. Right. Dad, Danny definitely did a better job of making the bag look like it, the bag was originally in there, but I don't remember if they showed what he actually did with the fake. I'm pretty sure he put it back in the bag, but keeping the the note, I the could be wrong. Yeah. He kept the, um, he kept the parchment. But at the same time, what point does that have if he hangs on to the key, right? Because we never saw what he did with the key after finding the idol, right? My so guess even, is they're setting us up for a reveal in the in a episode true. or two from now. Yeah, but, I mean, he can he can still keep the key. Not if nobody ever finds the key, it's not unimaginable. What I did think was interesting about this episode is they actually came upon the snake. And I was like, the snake. <laughs> usually when you see Survivor, you see them cut to a snake and everybody says the same thing that's been on the show. We didn't see not one snake the whole time we was there, but apparently there's, there's a snake on the island now. So that was an extra bonus for the night. Um, I think when you get there and you get there and you start playing the game, you become so excited when you find something that's on your bucket list of things you want to do on Survivor. And I think Carolyn fits directly in there. But I love the way that nobody noticed that she might have found it. Nobody gave her credit for finding it, which brings me to what do you think about the will to think about the player Carson? Carson. So Carson is is one of my it's a weird person, right? Because I feel like he's trapping himself in this like nerd archetype. But he also doesn't want to be the nerd archetype. He's a weird guy. And I think right now he's in a really comfortable position within the tribe, right? He kind of played middle. And this is leading more into the tribal council. But I, my only fear with Carson is that he's a little too young to, like, to kind of just know how to, like, live on an island, right? 
And what I mean by that, I mean, I mean more in like a social awareness setting. Right. And I feel like, you know, Carson might get set up to either go pre-merge or get like fifth boot or go get fifth place. I actually disagree. I like Carson a lot. And uh, I think he's handled himself really well out there for being 20 years old. What I'm curious now is like, okay, everybody on Tika was saying at this, at the, at the tribal council of like, okay, we need numbers for the merge. It feels like, and I don't have any personal experience in this. It feels like that. Unlike the early seasons where who was on your original tribe really was important for the numbers at the merge. It doesn't seem like that's as important anymore. And it almost feels like you could be at an advantage if your tribe is the one that only has two or three people left that emerge, because then people don't see you as a threat, but instead they see you as numbers we can work with. Like, oh, hey, if we have a group of five and there's one or two out there that don't have an allegiance, that's someone we can bring into and work with, not, oh, that's easy pickings because they don't have as many numbers as we do. So I actually think Carson's in a decent position here. That's the for, great for two episodes into the no, yeah, sorry. That's the great Matt Singh dilemma, right? As as we would call it on the streets of Baltimore, um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> um, and the only issue with that though, like, let's say you are on a tribe and you do uh diminish numbers quite significantly, right? I think that would actually help you in the early merge. However, I think the later you go, the more and more people will start pointing you as a target, right? Because they'd be like. You know, Josh and Randy, they were able to survive, you know, five tribal councils together pre-merge. They're coming in low on numbers and they're able to completely sweep the floor. I Because, you know, also think of it like this too, you know, Survivor is always a narrative, right? Not just of what we see, but everyone's trying to kind of build a story about how they should win, right? And that's, you know, what they use at tribal council. Like, if you survive, you know, most of the tribal councils, like all but four, or all but uh, two, you go to all but two uh, councils. That's, you know, a really good narrative you could sell to the jury, right? Because, I mean, that's what happened with Denise Stapley, and that's how she was able to just come in and then say, hey, I survived every tribal council, despite her social game not being the best. No, she, they, they were down to two players, and they just basically ran out of players to vote out on there. <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it, it's, I think this season here is definitely a nod toward playing the game and understanding how to position yourself. You know, mm-hmm. if, we, if we go back to Claire uh, talking to Matt at the at the at the challenge. Now, I don't know what it was Claire sitting out two challenges, but apparently she likes to volunteer for sitting out challenges. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to ask about that one. Raise her hand. Um, but it's it's it looks like there's going to be a lot of cross tribal gameplay this season. Um, we got Lauren. She got two votes and she's putting herself in a position where. She could work with somebody else. Two votes is definitely a power move in Survivor. I think as much as an idol is, two votes is just as strong because now you can vote for somebody else that's already been voted out. I just want to see how that that particular tribes, how the tribes develop. And then this is where I wish we could see more at the tribe footage versus the challenge, the vote out, and that's pretty much it. You know, mm-hmm. can, can we get 15 more minutes? Okay, so from that perspective, what we have started to see a good bit of on the Soka tribe is this developing showmance between Matt and Franny. Um, And they're really leaning into it pretty hard in these first two episodes. It's been a while since we've seen like a really long lasting showmance. uh, But this one, these two really seem into each other. Will, huge mistake to make at this point going into a showmance. Like, I don't mean necessarily in Survivor, but like in 2023 in reality television or... (laughs) You just kind of, not that Will has any idea what it's like to fall in love on a television show. Uh, You don't know me, man. Come on. Will got love in his life. Quit playing. What what are your your thoughts, Will, on on Matt and Franny there? So, I mean, so there's two ways to attack it, right? I could also, I could just talk about how, why that's a bad idea in a game setting, but also more so in just a life setting, right? Like, it it just feels very unwise to express love and affection in such an open on a tv show mainly because uh twitter right you know i know carson online has spoke about how you know castaways get so much hate right in a season right which is you know there's nothing you can really do about that i feel like a showmance it's so polarizing right because either a there's people who hate everything about showmances hates everything about you know love and whatnot and then there's other people who are going to be like, if anything happens to these people, 
I will go on Rampage, right? And so it's not Matt or Franny's fault, but I feel like a show does just naturally lead into toxicity online. And then that that that's my opinion on what how it happens outside of the realm of Survivor. I think in the game it's still just stupid to get into a showmance because there's such low numbers and that's such easy ammunition to make against two people, right? In a group of six, you can be like, these two people are showmance. Let's just vote them out before they become po- uh not popular, uh powerful. Sorry, slurring. Um and so that's kind of my take on the whole Mad and Franny. I, I like them both individually, but I'm just interested in how it'll work out leading into the future episodes. Abe, your thoughts? Nah, you got six people in a try. I'm looking for any reason to vote you out. Any reason. <laughs> I, I, I don't. If it was a bigger try where you were divided and you had two, two tribes versus three tribes, you got more room to kind of develop that and kind of, you know, and not be noticed as much up front. You got to think about yeah. it. Me in episode two, and they already got showmans as a primary couple saying these are the showmans. I would vote you out immediately. I think Matt, <laughs> and he said it himself, he's bringing in some baggage from outside into the show. And mm-hmm. it's a, your feelings are a little different when you're out there on the island. It's only people that you're talking to 24 7 is your tribe mates. That's either good or that could be bad for you because now you're getting attention that normally you wouldn't get. I always like to call it the non-distractive love. There's nothing to distract you. <laughs> so all you got to do is deal with that person. But everybody that's on tribe is looking for a reason to say, why should we vote them out? It could go either way. Or you could say, okay, we know we got two people that's voting together. Or she might just be playing them along. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm like, I hope that it works. Not on the show, but like, I think they're a very cute couple. After. Like. Out of the After. show, I really think they like they do legitimately seem like really a good match for each other based on you know watching them in two episodes. They, they're like they're really cute together. My wife and I are sitting there watching the episode, like oh, but yeah, I, with the small tribes, I think Abe, you hit on it perfectly. Like in a tribe of nine or ten, at least early in the game, you can maybe get away with having that bonded pair. But in a tribe of six, like you're going to be looking for anything different, anything differentiating, anything to set you apart to make the other people five against one, four against two, whatever it is, be like, these are the people that we need to target. And when you're making it so obvious, like here's a a, a voting block of two, a voting block of two in a tribe of six is super dangerous. Now, Soka as a tribe, because in the challenge, Soka's put it together. They, oh, they, yeah. they, they're, they're running on, they're, they're <laughs> except for Claire. Um, <laughs> they are running on all cylinders in Soka tribe. But it's, it's when you lose and you got to vote somebody out, then it's all going to start being crazy. Uh, matter of fact, who picked? Oh, so Danny got the idol. I'm hoping Danny and Josh work together on, um, not our Josh, but that Josh, um, <laughs> work together on the island and form a little bond with Claire. I like that group. Yep. Not to say the rest of them can't play. I just want to see how they do together. But um, it's just this season right here, I started off with so much more speed as playing the game than the previous seasons have. It's, but we still we still haven't seen everybody develop in two episodes. I'm still waiting to yeah. see who's going to get the role of villain. Who who's out there just stabbing people in the back? Now Matt said something that I just did not agree with. He played his shot in the dark when he wasn't in danger. What's y'all thoughts on that? Because now that's it. You can't play it again. You don't have it but once. One because the shot in the dark is actually a um, unless they change it, it's actually a dice. Right. And you have yeah. to put your dice in there. But once you play it, it's over. So, Matt, anytime you wanted to use that later on when you probably needed it, now you don't have it. I actually think it was smart what he did. Because I don't think a one in six shot is reliable enough that if you're actually in danger at the final seven, final six, whatever it is, it's not reliable. And it's about a 16% chance or something along those lines. So, like, it's not like it's a reliable enough odds that even if you know you're in danger later on, that you can play it and you know the chances of it saving you we haven't seen anybody actually use it correctly so i i don't think it's a terrible move to postpone declaring your alliance as far into the game as you can because now instead of you know on day two or day three everybody uh on what what tribe was that um on the ratu tribe uh, everybody on ratu knowing you know where matt lies now we're past day five and people still don't know where Matt lies. And if they make it another tribal, 
he could be a day eight or 10 before he has to declare an allegiance. And so I think odds wise, the odds that he would use the shot in the dark later on successfully are so low. He used it successfully for himself in the first one. It's just a different well, way. He did successfully. No, he didn't win. I mean, he did. His stuff said he 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 basically lost it. I mean, no, no, no. But I'm saying I think he. I think he. When I say used it successfully, he used it for what he wanted to use it for. People oh. don't know who he's allied with. People in the tribe are not mad at him. If anything, maybe they think he was a little silly for playing it, but. He does not have anybody on his bad side right now. And I think that was a successful play. Now, and who, Matthew, oh, go ahead, Dave. I'm saying, who does have somebody on their bad side? Because it showed that they voted for him. Kane, Kane. just came out there. I'm like, Kane. Yeah. So, like, who's in who's in a worse position in that tribe right now? Kane or Matt? Kane. Kane, for sure. So, like, that, my, that's my my argument would be, what like, okay, it's 16 point run it one out of six is 16 percent i think because one out of five was yeah 16.6 percent so if you're saying that let's say matt was going to use it in the final seven final six so you'd have to calculate the odds of him making that far and then combine that by 16 percent so like maybe one out of 50 times does that work out but like well and that's the thing about it is at least you have with without it you have no shot if they're going to vote you out they're going to vote you out if you still had it and you didn't need to use it earlier on. At least you had a shot. But he. Now, but the. But the difference is, is now he doesn't have a target. You know, he doesn't have Brandon mad at him. He doesn't have the tribe mad no, no, at no. him. He doesn't have. You're right, and it, it's just now. Don't get me wrong. Now, only it's only been used successful one time in four seasons. So I don't exactly. think it's the best option available to you. I just said it's just a, it's an option. I, I like the fact that it's just an option. Yeah, I but still I think want to be I, I think he. I think he played it. I think he played it correctly. I actually like the way he played it and it worked out yeah. for him. Does that mean it's going to be smart for I don't I hope it doesn't become a thing where everybody just goes, "Oh, I'm just going to play my shot in the dark at the first yeah. tribal." I, I do. don't think that'll I don't think that'll actually happen. We might see other people try it for once in a while and then I wonder if 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 production changes the way it works, but I think for for Matt to look at it and be like, "What's the best way to help my game right now?" I, I think it was a smart move. So there's a few things I want to say and address. I think this is one of those moves where people will look back on it um, and change and rewrite history. If it works out for Matt, everyone's going to be like, Matt was so smart. He used the shot in the dark productively and did this, this, and that. If it doesn't work out, people would be like, Matt made one of the biggest blunders by (laughs) using it when he didn't have to. But they'll never say that, though. because I'm saying if Matt was in a position where he needed to play it, Right. But, people could always use that argument. Right. Like, but let's there's say never that... a position. There's never a position where like, I guess what I'm saying is if, if you're in a position where you need to play it, the odds that it would work are only 16 percent anyways. So you'd never look at that as, oh, what a huge blunder True. that he well, didn't give himself a 16 percent. We, we're, we're saying that people are going to sit there and actually calculate the odds. They're not. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, he didn't have it. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying, though, where it's like, I feel like people would judge the success based off what will happen in the future. No, and I, I would, not, and I would say that's wrong. I think it's already successful. I think regardless of what happens the rest of the season, we're already past day five. He doesn't have a target on his back. Like he doesn't have that bad blood. I think that's a success. I don't think he needs to get to day 20 to be like, wow, that, that saving of the dice roll was good. Like it's, if it, if the tribe stayed cohesive, which it looked like it did, and it kept that target off his back for a few more days, and then you, you never know if you're even going to need it again or what the next vote is going to be or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think it needs to be revisionist history. I think you can yeah, look I, at it think, already right now and say what you know, he did was smart. I'm I can saying see that from a strategic be. point, but I can see that from a strategic point, playing it that way. But will when we see Josh on the island, we're going to vote him out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's not trying to play well, this shot in the dark. We'll vote him out. <laughs> I will say too, I do find it interesting how you're talking about um whether or not people will start playing their shot in the dark in the future just to like avoid their vote. I think that would be a very interesting play out because I think it would add a huge or another layer to the game, right? Where let's say you don't uh you you what am I trying to say? You play your shot in the dark, right, and lose your vote. That could cause a target on your back, right? Because people could say, "Hey, Josh played a shot in the dark." You know, what is he doing by that? Because I think Matt had an easy out by saying, you know, I got injured really severely. You know, I could see why y'all would vote me out. But let's say Josh was in a good position, but just aligned with everyone. 
and the tribe was split, if he used the shot in the dark, that could lead into a target onto Josh. And so I kind of want to see that play out in the future. So I am kind of hoping that people start to overuse the shot in the dark for that reason. But do I think that will actually happen? Maybe. Well, yeah, what, I think it's a, that's a good point, Will. Like that, you know, Matt had that out. He had the excuse of, oh, my arm. So I think it would you'd have to really be in the right position. You'd have to exactly. have your tribe mates believe that you think you're vulnerable when in reality, you know which way the vote is going. I, I do like to, I like to say that the shot in the dark we didn't care for it in 41. And one of the biggest reasons was it just wasn't explained to us properly. They they were trying something new and we just were like, what is this? That's why you only saw a couple people play it in our season. Uh, Sydney played hers and I think I forgot who the other person played theirs. But it just wasn't explained to where we could use it as a Matt used his. He used it to say, hey, look, this is a part of my strategy. So they don't look at me to vote on me. I'm already I'm hurt, too. So I want to protect myself where we were just given a shot in the dark. We was like, what is this? I mean, half the time it was in your bag somewhere. You didn't really know it was at anyway. So I like the growth in the in, in the seasons in 44. I think they've really captured some of the stuff that they didn't capture in 41, 42, and 43. Now, saying that, going into episode three, who we think going to be the next one voted out? <laughs> wait, 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 we have, whoa, 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 we haven't even gotten to this week. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, let's look, let's, let's oh, yeah, to this episode. Look, okay. <laughs> I got ahead of myself. I was, I was excited. Uh, we haven't even gotten to the challenge, oh, the challenge. yet. Let's get to the challenge. Claire, uh, I'm sitting out. <laughs> I love these. I mean, you know, a, a sort of classic early survivor challenge, a, a big um, relay, not relay race, uh, like obstacle course. Obstacle course, yeah. thank you, by stage, yeah. stage obstacle course. Some, some new twists, the lifting of the ladder, one person runs up, and, you know, the new little things that are different. What I really like, um, and, you know, the return, obviously, of the, the snake maze at the end, what I really like in this challenge was the it's a it's a little bit of luck, but it but it provides for some early challenge drama. Is the having to find the the one pouch out of all the mm-hmm. bags? Yeah, I like, I like that. that. I like that. Oh yeah. Let me tell you that uh, that that trampoline thing is way fun in person. Let me tell you that thing is so much fun, man. Because when you get back there, you run up there, you just throw yourself off, man. You rolling down, it is way fun, and it looks on TV. I um, think we're start. I think we're starting to see Abe. Tell me if, if what do you think. Are we starting to notice that Danny is a little bit of a challenge beast? I mean, you know, trying to reacclimate physically to the island and the lack of food, I think that's what we saw Danny in episode one. I think in episode two, we're really seeing him come into the position that he's going to play in the tribe. I, I would put mm-hmm. him almost in a Jonathan position, um, but yeah. he's, yeah, I said I said almost. Well, I said yeah, almost. almost. Now, yeah, almost. <laughs> he's in a, because he he's going to be that physical type to help you win challenges or get you in a position so you can win challenges. So it's good to see him go through the whole challenge. Nobody needed medical this time, which I'm, which is great. Cause I'm, I'm glad nobody got hurt. Um, and I just, I just like to see the competition, man. I, I want to compete against the best and have fun doing it. So I'm liking to see that. Will, any thoughts on this challenge from your perspective? It just looked like fun. I want to play it. I think it's fun. Like I'm just waiting for CBS to just respond to me and be like, will, you know, just, Come on the island. Will Will and Abe are our tribe captains. Make it a season. I'm gonna draft. I'm gonna draft Josh. Josh, I'm gonna draft you. I'm gonna draft. I'm gonna get I Randy. I appreciate it. Oh man, hey, Abe, are you putting yourself up for the snake maze? What are you pro snake maze? You let somebody else do the snake maze. Here's the thing, man. You you gotta be able to to you gotta be able to balance yourself out. Look at when Josh from the show played. He was dropping the ball back to back to back. You oh, gotta yeah. be able to center yourself. And it's five days. We got five days in this. So that's four nights, five days. You gotta you don't just you gotta walk the tribal council. So you you're gonna you're gonna expend some energy. Um, but you gotta be you gotta stay in the moment. I think that Matt came in there like gangbusters and knocked it out of the box for him. Josh, I just think that he settled himself enough to get through it. Mm-hmm. Now, the loser are the ones that be like, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get through it. Now you're worrying about. If I volunteer to do this challenge, which Carson is always saying that he don't want to actually use his smarts or use his capabilities, do how long do you sit back and wait? 
because yeah. your tribe lost. So you could, in essence, got voted out because you sat back and waited too long. That's a good point. Uh, so let's let's talk about that. So Tika loses. Um, Sarah last in the puzzle, which I don't really think was her fault. I think all of them did decently. Her tribe was just a little bit behind getting to the puzzle. Caroline, Sarah, Carson, Jam Jam, and Helen go back to the beach. Uh, and there are some discussions. Uh, Caroline has the idol. It doesn't seem like anybody knows it, as we've talked about, which is weird because she was the one talking about how all the other four were together and she was separate, and then she didn't do a good job hiding it. So I, I I have to feel like the other four people know that she has the idol. And I wonder if there are some conversations that we weren't privy to. Abe, you're already shaking your head. Yeah, because here's the thing about it is, we we kind of, have you ever met somebody and you kind of put them in a, you put them in a box? I think Yam Yam, Jam Jam, sorry, Yam Jam Jam. I think he described it best. Her personality, she wears it on her sleeve her emotions and stuff and how she is. Cause I don't know if I could dig through baby poop uh, to find a tooth. I don't know. I'm just saying I, I don't, I, my kid is, the kid is older now. Um, but you tell, you can tell what kind of person she is. She's a loving, caring person. And that comes out. You know, we saw it last season in Marianne where she was always excited, always laughing. So you kind of never picture her as a threat. I think by mm-hmm. not picture her as a threat. And I think the longer the game goes on, the better she's going to get. True. My only thing is, I feel like with Marianne, we saw her flip between being the crazy eccentric Marianne, but then in confessionals, she talks about how it's strategy. My fear with Carol Ann, or Carolyn, not Carol Ann, um, is that in confessionals, she's still like this crazy, she's still spiraling, spiraling, right? I feel like I would have felt way more secure had she say, you know, talked in the confessional like calmly. But in, in the confessionals, she's still freaking out. She's like, these four are against me, yada, yada, yada. I do appreciate, though, how her, like, messing up with hiding the bag kind of split that group of four that she thought existed, right? Because we saw Carson blame Helen. Helen blames – I don't think she blamed anyone. But then Yam Yam blames Sarah. Sarah blames Yam Yam. Like, everyone just goes after each other from Carolyn just messing up and spiraling. It's hilarious. I got. I do got one thing to add on. Please, future Survivor players, don't read a bunch of books about body language and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's why I didn't like Carson. Like he just felt like, like, like there's a super fan, and then there's like again. I feel like Carson. He knows how to play Survivor, but he doesn't know how to play people. That because he's the nicest guy. I met him in person. He's a nice. He's a very like a nice, nice guy. guy. And, and you know, like because I want you. They'd be like, "Why well, Abe didn't say anything for Carson? Carson, man, you're a nice guy." I, I, but here's here's my thing about Carson, the way Carson playing, I think Carson going to sit back too long. And here's the thing. Those books are describing somebody in a controlled environment. You're not in a controlled environment. You're in the woods. You know, you're not mm-hmm. eating. You're not sleeping. So when they all went through who they thought was the one, nobody said Carol. <laughs> nobody. Yeah, I'm, I'm still wondering if it's if it's smart editing, because I just I would. I, I find it hard to believe that even though Caroline is, is uh, to quote Will Ferrell, trapped in a glass case of emotion. Um, <laughs> come on, you've seen Anchorman, right? Uh, I think, I don't know, it's hard for me to believe if I'm, if I go on Survivor, right? Like if, if it's next year, I'm on Survivor, not going to happen. But let's just say if I'm out agree. there, and Abe, you, you know, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody that comes out to play Survivor in this era is a fan of Survivor, wants to be there, and wants to play. So I would find it hard to believe that anybody out there, even if their personality is different from mine, is really sitting out there being like, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to look for this key. I'm not going to do the things that the Survivor yeah. fan wants to do. Because I think everybody that's out there wants to play Survivor. So it's just get, hard for me to believe that 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 nobody's suspicious of Caroline. Well, I, I think they are. We just didn't see it in the edits. Because let me tell you something. Exactly. Like, That's what I just said. I was over in the rocks, and and this is behind the scenes, but I was over in the rocks looking for idols, and there's somebody. There's always somebody filming. So you just never yeah. you you just never see those footage. But yeah, I like day one. As soon as we got there, and I can get away, man. I was looking for idols. But here's the thing. You notice that there's a snake out there. There's a snake out there. You 
don't have any control in what you run across. So there's spider webs, there's there's holes. It's all kind of stuff on that island. So you, you got to be conscious of that as well. But you're right, Josh. If you waited all that time to come out there and play Survivor and you don't suspect everybody, <laughs> you just, yeah. just got to manage it. And I think Jam Jam is the best manager for her. Just, just kind of explain how she is. But I do like the way Carson is playing it. Carson played both sides. He's going to both groups. Now that could get a little sticky. We're gonna see how 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 long, how long it lasts. Because once you make that vote, then you got to go back and say, okay, who did what? But I, I like these first two episodes, and I definitely like tonight's episode because one, the idol didn't have to be played, and it wasn't prematurely played. So I like the fact that she didn't play the idol. I like the fact that when they got ready to go to count the tribal council, they'd already kind of broken up. I like to see that scheming, what's going on. So it, it's just. These two episodes really said this is going to be a good season. I just want to hope. I just hope it lives up to that. When Carson was sort of the swing vote and people were talking about him a little bit and he was getting a lot of attention, I was almost wondering if the vote was going to turn around on him. <laughs> and the fact that it didn't makes me wonder if he makes a little run here because, you know, it had that sort of moment of like, are people going to realize Carson's the swing vote and that Carson's pretty smart and turn around on Carson? But it didn't seem like that ever really happened. They got Helen out as the smart one. On the flip side with Carson, this is another thing I'm curious to see. When you're the smart kid and then you're downplaying being the smart kid, it feels like you can't ever reveal, oh, by the way, I've actually been really smart this whole time. Because then as soon as you give up that like, oh, by the way, I've been playing everybody and we're midway through this. And oh, by the way, I'm really actually much smarter than I am. That's going to put a huge target on your back. Can you play dumb the whole time? Not that he's playing dumb, but like, downplay you, it. Yeah, but here's the thing about it is, you downplay it and then the next challenge just has nothing to do with me as smart. Then you you, mm -hmm. you kind of you kind of trapped yourself versus teaming up with somebody. And I think he's teamed up with the right three. Because here it is, when it's only six, you really only need three. So once you vote out that, that person, y'all down to five, now it's just a matter of picking them off if y'all lose. It's up yep. to the two people on the bottom to try to sway Carson or one of the other two to kind of say, oh, no, I'm not the threat. Let's go ahead and vote this other person out. That's where Carson might be in danger. But when you got six on a try, the goal, my first goal was we got to win so we don't have to go to tribal council. But if you're losing, if you look at the green tribe from 41 season, when they started losing, they just started cutting everybody down except for Ricard and Shan. Shan, they just cut through the whole tribe until it came yep. down to it's time to merge. And that's, that, that can happen in Survivor. Because really, physically, that tribe can't stand up in a physical challenge as, as best now because they, they're starting to cut their players off. So mm -hmm. we're going to see that. We saw that when, when we had somebody get knocked out on episode one, uh, Brandon. When Brandon went down, his tribe now, those, those boxes are heavy. So Brandon's out of the game. Now you struggle, you lose, now you got to go tribal council. Mm-hmm. I, I guess what I'm thinking more of the danger for Carson, though, is post-merge, right? Like, if, if you're him, and then all of a sudden there's nine people left, and it's an immunity challenge that ends in a puzzle, and you fly through it in 10 seconds because you've practiced it 50 times, at that point, people go, whoa, Carson's really good at puzzles? Like, there's, yeah, at, some point, at some point, it's going to be obvious, and then it's like, okay, how much can you have been playing people the whole time? So, my, my only thing is, and... I, I'm going to preface by saying I know it's Survivor and then people will use anything to like target someone with. But I feel like just because you're good at a puzzle doesn't necessarily mean that you are the smartest person. Because again, I, I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again. I've said it like four times this podcast. But, you know, there's a difference between knowing how to play Survivor and knowing how to just play with people, right? And it, it kind of goes with like the whole street smart, social smart thing, right? Or, or book smart. I feel like Carson, you know, just because he reads a lot of books on, you know, human behavior doesn't mean he knows how to, like, manage the situations, right? You know, because I feel like by then you just know how to, like, how to read people. You don't know how to, like, make people do what you want them to do. And so I've never understood just, like, why people are so opposed against just smart people when I think it's the uh, people who have a lot of charisma, like Cody from last season, that I think are the true threats, like you know? And, and you're right. I, Will, you're absolutely right, because mm -hmm. we had a tribe full of smart people. 
everybody oh, yeah. either was college bound or had advanced degrees and everything else. But you have to be social. Do you have a, a social game? And it's going to be mm -hmm. interesting to see how Carson's we, we've seen a glimpse of it. We've seen him kind of manage oh, yeah. the situation, get be the swing vote. So I think it's there. We just got to see a couple more episodes to see how it develops. Because, Josh, I think you're right, too. How how long do you sit back? How long do you sit back and wait? It's only 26 days, and now we will be down to 21 days already. So it's already down to 21 days. Um, it, it's going to be over soon. So you got to make sure you make a move when you in the right time. So for me, it's, it's, it's pre-merge and merge. Surviving to get to the pre-merge. What do you need to do to survive to get there? Stay out of tribal council and vote people out. And you got to think about it. Once they voted up in, in season 41, they voted out two players first. I like the fact that they only voted out one player every season after, giving us a chance to see the development of trial. So we can see a Carson. So we can see somebody like a Matt get hurt but not get put out the game. So mm -hmm. I, I like that development. I think the changes are working. It's just I'm just excited to see what's going to happen in these next episodes. Uh, if I forgot to mention it, please make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram at Survivor Now Pod. Randy's probably going to yell at me. There might be other things that I forgot to mention. Uh, we're 45 minutes into the pod. Don't want to, you know, spend too much longer on on this. Uh, but let's, you know, any further thoughts on? I hey, I got I got more basketball stuff to write about tonight. I mean, I, I'd love to talk about Survivor for two hours, but uh, God, we get back to work. Um, history homework. Abe, any you know, two episodes in, any players you've really you know, maybe before the game, we're thinking this will be a pre-merge boot. Now someone you think is going to go far or vice versa or anybody you really got a, a, an incorrect read on pre-game that you really changed your opinion on. You know what? No, I, I, I still look at everybody. They, everybody's kind of still moving the same way. I didn't have Helen. Uh, let me see why I had Helen at. I didn't have Helen lower high. Um, I had her down for going out at pre-merge anyway. You had her down as going out uh, fourth. So you only one off. Uh, so she wasn't not that she wasn't a player. We just didn't see her play enough. And, it, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking when you when you when because I looked at her confessional at the end. She was like, I came out here to play the game and she really did, did get a chance to play the game. And that, and that would happen in Survivor. But right now, I'm going to stick with everybody that I, I had in place. My winner pick is still in the game, so I'm still rooting for him. Uh, I think Lauren is playing a fabulous game. I probably would have cut back on telling a lot of stuff, but. It's working for her right now with the two votes. And I like the birdcage. I think the birdcage kind of turned the whole game upside down because I don't think that was a suspected added addition to the game. So I'm kind of interested to see how Danny plays his game because I did have Danny going out for a pre-merge. Now I'm going to have to change that because I think Danny has come to play the game of Survivor. So I'm interested to see how his character develops on this on, the, on Castaways as well. But I'm, lo I'm loving the way the game has been changed and I'm loving the way the game has been played by players that one have had an opportunity to see season one of 41, 42, and 43. Yep. So before you got out there, um, you kind of had an idea. Yeah. You, you got an idea of what to expect and come out there and they, and they actually executed it. That's what I like about it. Yeah. You can watch it, but it's still up to you to execute. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Will, so, same question to you. Anybody that you've drastically changed your opinion on a couple weeks? So, in? I mean, so I'm now a diehard Yam Yam fan. It's Jam Jam. Jam Jam, jam man. I jam asked him, dude. Oh, I texted and asked him. I said, hey, man, is it a J? Because it's Spanish. And, and he said, it's yeah, Jam oh, Jam. I, yeah. My bad. I've, I'm, I'm failing Spanish. Jam Jam. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I didn't dislike him uh, season or in the first episode. He was just he was just there. I liked him. But, you know, after Bruce got medevaced, yeah, medevaced, um, I, I, I just shifted focus to Jam Jam, especially, you know, what he said about uh, Carolyn, because I feel like Carolyn yeah. is just a little too, you know, out there for my taste. I think I think he'll go far and I think he'll do really well. Um, I still think that Carson is going to go either fifth or pre-merge. I think Matthew is going to get like fourth. I don't think either one of those two are going to win. And I think Carolyn might get second or third, but like a losing finalist. Because huh. she, I think she's going to be there for a while. We've we've seen a lot of Carolyn, and I think we're going to continue to see a lot of her. But she's just again a little too out there, and not as strategically aware like how Marianne was. 
So that's my argument for that. But, you know, what do I know? The only thing that I can pick up on and and because, you know, preseason as Abe will tell you, I didn't really make any actual picks. Um, I think I my winners. Down. He did. I, I, <laughs> not barely. I think my I honestly think Heidi or Claire are going to win this season based on the edit so far. Yes. And I, I think Jam Jam is going to end up being like sixth or seventh place because I think there will be a point post merge where everybody goes, we all really like Jam Jam. And if yeah. Jam Jam gets to the end, Jam Jam's going to win. Yeah. He's so likable. But I don't think he's a huge individual immunity threat so i think they won't eliminate him like first post merge but i don't think they're gonna let him get down to four or five because that just gets too tricky i think he's he's so likable and that level of likability is like a you know it's like a rick devins kind of thing where you're like hey, everybody really likes that guy like there's just no way True. they're gonna let him get to the end i will say though these people have seen 41 42 43 and in all they've not seen 43 not, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. They yeah, were not 43. They've seen 41, 42, though. But even then, we've seen the big power players. They get out at, you know, six and four. Mainly those two, right? We have Omar, Jonathan, um, Ricard, and uh, Shan. And so what could possibly happen is we have someone who plays or who's going to play a similar game to um, Jeremy from Cambodia, where they're oh, like, nice. you know. We want to keep the threats around. That could also... I don't know if that'll happen, but I could see that happening. Especially next season or whatever season is able to see uh, 43 um, after Carla and and the Jesse boots. Because I think we're shaping into a new 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 meta of Survivor where threats uh, work together and not, you know, try to have a shield as much, if that makes sense. It's, it's, it's uh, well, you on to something there. I think it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how this season pans out. With you know, you come in with some prior knowledge. Um, because if you're looking at previous seasons before 41, they don't even play Survivor like that anymore. So you got to look and nope. say, okay, what's the expectations now? It's just, it's just hard to, it's just hard to believe that the game has evolved so quickly and they've made changes so quickly to try to make the game better, which is appreciative. From a from a from a fan standpoint, it's appreciative. Um, the shot in the dark, I still say throw that thing in the, in the ocean. If you want to throw something in the ocean, throw that in the ocean. Uh, I hate the shot in the dark. <laughs> so I'm just saying, look, <laughs> it's dumb, but I'll continue throwing my dice in the ocean. But it was a it was a All good right, tribal episode. Th- yeah, it, oh, yeah, it, it was. I'm sorry, it, it was a it was a good tribal. Uh, a good, it was a good blind side too. Let's not forget that it wasn't. They were going and expecting to vote one out. Helen got voted out. Um, yeah, okay, Josh. Episode three coming up. Yeah, no, I just was like, there just wasn't, it wasn't like there was anything super notable about the second half of tonight's episode. Not in a bad way. Like it just, it played out well, but it wasn't like there was anything that was like super like, oh my God, like that really yeah. shocked me. It just, seemed like it's, it just seemed like the episodes are so short. True. You know, when I'm well, looking after at- the two hour premiere, it's always going to feel that, that second episode is always going to feel short. Yeah, but when I'm looking at AU Survivor, they got chance, That's they also got time, issue. Yeah, they, they got a time for a reward challenge, and they have a cham, a time for a um, the immunity challenge. Wait a minute, didn't I see some fishing gear again this time? Yeah, there, that was the uh, reward tonight. Okay, I La- last point I want to make. I'm sorry, last point I want to make, Will. One person caught some fish. Well, two people caught, uh, caught fish. Ain't nobody catch no fish out there. Let's get some real rewards. Yeah, well, Survivor, they're just trying to be harder on everyone. I think that's the main drawback between Australian Survivor and US Survivor. I feel like Australian Survivor is leaning more into being physical with challenges, but then giving them more food and rewards as, like, a break. I think the US challenges, they're less, like, physically demanding, but they're running on, they're running on empty the entire time. Um I will say I love Australian Survivor. I haven't seen too much of HVV. I have one major problem with it. Despite <laughs> there being longer episodes, I feel like the editing is still just whack and I'm just overloaded with too many people. Like 90% of which I just don't remember at all. 
I remember last season or of a survivor, there's like the guy Jay who just never had a confessional ever, which is depressing. I, hey, Will, I'm going to sponsor your one class in college for film editing. Just let me know when I got to pay for it. <laughs> so I want you to be in there, guy. I just want you to be a part of it, man. I just want to be in there. Um, okay. Cool. Anything else that we want to <laughs> get to tonight? No, it's eight. Hey, look, it's we only two episodes in. Great episodes. We was kind of wondering if we're going to be able to make the transition for episode one, which had a lot of stuff going on to episode two. I think we were successful. I, I just I just hope the train keeps rolling with a full head of steam. Yep. Yeah, been really good season so far. Two episodes in. Absolutely. High hopes for this year with this cast. High hopes. Yep. Uh, well, thank oh, you uh, for. Wait, wait a minute, oh. Josh. Who? Okay. I forgot, I forgot to write it down. Who was your winner pick again? Mine. Half the cast. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Will, Will, his winner. I just pick told you, no, no, it's half the cast. It was half the cast. No, no, but now I'm, I'm, I'm two episodes in. One. I'm telling, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick a one he, yet. But I think saying pick, Heidi and Claire. I think saying Heidi, Heidi and Claire is a. I think that's a that's a significant step in the right direction for my winner pick. All right, I'm, I'm giving you two Keaton, names, man. Oh, wait, before we end, I just want to give another shout out to at official saving Bruce. Please go follow that. I've been working hard, so leave um, it in there, Randy. Make sure you listen to all the other Survivor Now podcasts. I know we've got a good Survivor social tomorrow night with uh, Jerry Manthe, I believe, is being interviewed by Tegwith and whoever else runs that show. David, I don't know David. I'm sure he's awesome. Um, as the Survivor Now family continues to grow. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I've been your host, Josh Verlin. Randy, please don't fire me. Uh, Will, Abe, great, great chatting with you guys as always. And uh, looking forward to another week of outwitting, outlasting, outplaying, and outwatching.